1: It's Monday, December thirteenth, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, what week three of the lockout? Uh, we're we're into a week two of the lockout. I I've lost track of the the, the days and the numbers. Uh, no baseball being played. No baseball really being uh, talked about uh, right now. We haven't really heard anything about any uh, moves. This is uh, going to sound familiar over the next couple of days, but uh nothing nothing expected anytime soon on the on the negotiation front.
0: Yeah, I don't think so Joe. I think it's uh, you know probably wait until maybe after Christmas after the after New Year's until they get serious about this it, it certainly seems that way at least.
1: Yeah it's get, getting kind of old uh, going online and seeing the avatars of just uh, plain gray faces uh, where our favorite uh, major league players were were once, represented online uh, I, I there has been a little bit of movement uh, some fringe movement just in terms of players signing overseas uh, that now somehow becomes big news uh, when you get the likes of AJ Cole and Abraham Almonte uh, former Cleveland players uh, signing with Japan and the KBO uh, we did see Yasiel Puig uh, sign a contract with a KBO team uh, as well and the uh, this just over the weekend, this past weekend, uh, Adam Plutko uh, signs with the uh, the LG Twins of the Korean baseball organization. Uh, Plutko spent what uh, a year in Baltimore uh, after he was uh, designated for assignment and then traded to the Orioles. Uh, so a, a chance for Adam Plutko to go overseas and continue his career there in Korea
0: yeah, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, Adam goes over, uh, he, he signed up for $500,000. He's got a chance to make, uh, $300,000 in incentives. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, he, he goes back, he goes over there, makes some money, comes back here, maybe, you know, kind of restarts his career here, or, you know, just maybe finishes his career in Korea for, you know, two or three years and, uh, gets a nest egg and, uh, you know, does what you know, does whatever he wants to do with the rest of his life.
1: Uh, I'll say this, Adam Pleco, one of the nicest, easiest guys to talk to. Uh, even when he had a rough outing, he was a guy who would would you know face up, uh, straight up, and, and talk to you in post game. Uh, never had a problem having access to him. Uh, just a, a real good guy to work with and deal with, uh, you know, media wise. Uh, in four years in Cleveland, thirteen and twelve in. Uh, what he he appeared in 50 games uh, for uh, for Cleveland, uh, 13 and 12 record. Uh, I believe he he saved two games, so he he would vacillate between you know starting uh, you know it, it, during stretches he did find some success in the rotation. Uh, I believe that 2019 season he, he he made 20 starts, but he also pitched out of the bullpen as well. He he was a guy who wasn't really. You know, anchored to one one particular role, you could tell he always wanted to start. But if if his role was coming out of the bullpen, he he'd give you all he had.
0: Yeah, you know, he would. He he he's a smart guy, Joe. And you know, he realized that this was his best path to the big leagues: to be versatile, to uh, to be able to start, to be able to re- relieve, to be able to you know pitch long relief. And he did a great job for the Indians. You know, he got away with kind of borderline stuff. He knew how to pitch kind of pitched up in the zone with that fastball ahead of you know fooled hitters and uh you know so that I'm I'm happy for him I hope you know I think he's smart enough that he he would go over to Korea and kind of enjoy that you know maybe enjoy the experience you know kind of broaden your horizons and uh who knows maybe you know he comes back and, and continues to pitch in the big leagues because that's happened a lot
1: yeah that's a. Uh... It, it it is a, a scenario that that could play out that way, and and if it doesn't, you know, we wish him the the best. Uh, certainly, um, you know, after four years in Cleveland, uh, you know, getting to know him and and working with him that way, uh, there's there's really not a lot else on the uh, on the plate in terms of just the the league and and things going on. I know uh, anytime. Uh, a former major leaguer or somebody that we've covered in the past, you know, does something even outside of baseball, uh, including writing a book uh, that it's it's worth mentioning. Uh, I, that was the case with uh, a guy that you covered back in the 80s. Right. Right. Lentine?
0: Yeah. Jack Percante uh, got a uh, press release out of the blue uh, from his uh, from his book agent. He's just finished his fourth book, uh, The Success Trail. Learn to win learn to win with a marathon runner's mindset. So Jack has written four books. He's uh, completed 15 marathons and uh, you know, he played second base for the Indians. And I think in uh, 1992 and 1993, Joe 83, 83, 83,
1: 82 and and 83.
0: Yeah. And that was my uh, 83 was my first year on the beat. So uh, I kind of remember him a little bit, but I think he, he didn't stay long in Cleveland. He was, he was gone uh, after that. I, you know, I don't know if he was. He came from the Dodgers, I think, but I, I don't mm-hmm. know how how he got here. If he was in the Rick Sutcliffe deal or no, I don't know. That wasn't that wasn't Sutcliffe. Sutcliffe they got Sutcliffe from the Cubs, but right. uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure how he got to Cleveland. But
1: well, he in in what two years with the Indians, 107 games, he hit 241, Uh, you know, didn't have uh. Really good power numbers, anything like that. Only drove in 15 runs, but uh, like you said, played second base. Uh, I, I I told you when you first brought it up to me, if it uh, if it predates Brooke Jacoby, I don't <laughs> I don't really uh, really know the guys uh, all that deep uh, in the in the Indians, uh, you know, line, lineup uh, prior to that. But uh, Jack Preconti, I how do you how do you go from from playing second base to running marathons. That's what I want. to.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to do something, I guess. I mean, that's kind of torture. I mean, it's dangerous. It w- he played second base when it was dangerous to play second base when guys right. did you know, the takeout slides and everything else. And uh, I don't know. I think running marathons sounds dangerous to me as well.
1: <laughs> well, you, you need knees for both of those things. And uh, I might not necessarily have that. Uh, yeah. That's um, it running just doesn't seem like something I I have any interest in. If you see me running, Heinzy, uh you better start running too because I'm running away from something. That's the only reason. Uh something bad's coming down the on the on the horizon. Uh hey, we did have uh, a really neat interaction on Twitter uh, over the weekend. Uh Cleveland Guardians fan uh Seti BB, Uh he uh he Uh, he responded to or uh, tweeted at both of us uh, said he just got back from Germany and all the commercials on our podcast uh, in Germany are he he was listening to in German uh, makes it interesting to translate so I uh, I had a little fun opened up the Google Translate app and uh, started uh, texting him back and forth uh, on on Twitter with uh, uh, with some German phrases asked him if he asked him in German if he knew how to play right field because that's about that's about all we're looking for here uh, in, in Cleveland. It was a lot of fun just to have an exchange. Hey, uh, You guys can uh, tweet at us, uh, at Hoinsey, at Joe Noga CLE uh, online, and we'll get back to you there. But, but the best way to talk to us uh, and, and get our, our insights and uh, our, really anything we're thinking about uh, Cleveland and the Guardians and, and baseball in general uh, is to sign up for Guardians subtext. Uh, cleveland.com slash subtext go ahead and do that uh it's our our subscri- our subscription service uh, and we have a lot of fun with our our followers there on subtext uh slim pickings lately hoinsey not a lot to not a lot to subtext about uh uh besides uh you know jack percanti's book i guess <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> to say. When i saw your tweets in german joe i was exp- i was i was impressed i thought you spoke german
1: did you honestly think i speak i, I took latin in high school i couldn't i don't I don't speak any languages and i barely even speak english very well i uh, <laughs> failed latin uh, in, for a, a semester in, in high school so
0: don't uh don't come at i me. took latin in high school and i failed it too <laughs> well that was
1: that was back when the uh gregorian monks were teaching it uh in the, in the dark ages I, I, I back in high school jeez hoinsey you, you remember back to high school jeez. uh all right speaking of high school we got to. We got to get to our uh, Indians player, or our, I'm sorry, our Guardians player of the day, our Guardians prospect of the day, uh, Brian Rocchio. Very exciting here. Um, the the Guardians are loaded at middle infield prospects. Uh, I guess it's like beating a dead horse. We keep saying it over and over again. We, there are so many. Uh, Rocchio, one of the ones added to the uh, 40-man roster on November 20th. Uh, this is a, a kid who is skyrocketing up the, uh, the minor league rankings. And uh, he just finished up a stint in winter ball in Venezuela. Uh, he was an international signee uh, a few years back. Uh, and, and this kid might be, of all the guys who are in the system right now, this kid might be the next Francisco Lindor.
0: Yeah, Joe, uh, just uh, when you said skyrocketing, That's exactly what he's done through the system. In, in 2018, Rocio was playing in in the Dominican summer league. That's that's just three years ago. And right. And he, you know, he, in November, he just got added to the 40 man roster. So he was playing
1: playing in the Dominican summer league and he couldn't drive a car. He was, he was that young, but go
0: on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't even played in triple a yet. And uh, just, uh, you know really a switch hitter 5'10" 170 uh he's from Venezuela 20 years old uh he played last year at Lake County and Akron split the season there and just um, you know he can play second he can play short but mostly he's played shortstop throughout uh, it, throughout his three seasons with the India uh, with Cleveland
1: and and we've seen him very briefly we saw him uh, i believe it was the 20 the the early part of spring training in 2020, he was up uh, with Major League Camp and playing in a few exhibition games, and we saw him We saw him hit a home run. Uh, I tell you, every video I see of this kid when he's in the box, especially his left-handed swing, uh, I'm, if the video is blurry enough, I think it's a young Francisco Lindor, and I really do. How, how is this kid going to deal with the comparisons as he continues to move up in, in uh, the development system? uh, people are, are going to expect him to be Francisco Lindor. Uh, he he can only be Brian Roque. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, just from, you know, talking to some people that know him or are close to him, you know, he, he's got a good attitude. He's got, you know, he's got a lot of self-confidence. So, you know, that helps, uh, definitely. And, uh, kind of, you know, uh, you know, he's kind of like the same size as, uh, as Lindor was when he was coming up, you know, switch hitter just like him. Uh, you know, last season he he probably shows a little more power than than mm-hmm. Lindor did last season. At, at this stage
1: of the at this stage of their yeah. development, he definitely shows more power than Lindor did at that time. But I'm telling you, if you look at those videos, that left handed swing it looks identical to Francisco Lindor.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that's a great point. I mean, last season he you know he he had two seventy seven. 26 doubles, five triples, 15 home runs, 63 RBIs. And the thing that jumps out at you, Joe, is, uh, you know, he spent most of the year at Lake County where he hit 265. But when he uh, jumped up to uh, Akron, you know, Double A and faced higher competition, he had 293, you know, with 13 doubles, four triples, six home runs, Thirty RBIs in forty-four games, so you know he rose to the competition. That's you know that's always a great sign. That's what baseball evaluators look at.
1: Yeah, and two ninety-three against Double A. I mean, you're facing pitchers who are, you know, a call away from being called up. There, there were guys that make the jump from from Double A to, to the majors. You know, not very often, but it, it it happens. I think the, I think Cleveland has a few on the roster right now in terms of pitchers. So it's not like he's not doing it against top level, you know, stuff. Uh, he's 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 going to have the ability at the plate. We're we're going to see that. Is defensively that is that where he needs more development, or or what's the what's his level of play there?
0: Well, I think he's pre- he's pretty sharp. He's pretty uh, you know active at shortstop, you know, through through his uh, three seasons in Cleveland or with the uh, you know in the organization. He's he'd made eighteen starts at second. Uh, 78 starts at uh, shortstop. And, uh, uh, I think, uh, no, I should say, I'm sorry. This was, that was this past season, 18 starts at second base, 78 at shortstop in his career in Cleveland, 20, uh, 37 at second base, 21 at third and 164 at short. So they, they, obviously they like him at short. He made 11 errors this past season in 78 games at short. That's not bad.
1: It's yeah, no, that's not bad, and, and especially you know, high A, double A. That's that that's right around you know, that that next fine fine tuning step uh, is is to to get you to the next level. Where do you expect him to to open? Do you think he would start the season at double A and then move to triple A, or would it would they just put him at triple A? You know, right off the bat.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think it depends. What do you do with Arias? You know, I mean, is he if he doesn't make the club, he has to come back somewhere. He's got to play in Columbus somewhere. Maybe you, you, you know, you, you, if you want Rocio, if you think he's a shortstop, maybe you play him at, at Akron, like you said, uh, you know, suggested to start him at short and let him start the season there and see what, and then what, see what transpires as the year goes along.
1: Yeah. I, I got to believe Rocio is your, your starter, your starting shortstop at double at a Uh, Arias, you're starting shortstop at at AAA, and Tyler Freeman. You've got to find a place for him, uh, coming off that shoulder uh, surgery and and injury. Uh, You probably work him in uh, somewhere between the two of them. Uh, But but I think that's maybe your hierarchy, your 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 order right now is you know Arias, Rojo, with Freeman sort of trying to work in somewhere in between.
0: Yeah, somebody's going to have to play second base out of all those guys. Right, you know so. You know, you're going to have to, you know, float somebody between second and, and short. Maybe those two, you know, want to, you know, Freeman or, or Arias or Freeman and uh, Rocio, you know, share the spot, share those two spots.
1: And, and you've also got to consider, uh, you know, you don't know where Owen Miller is going to start the season. You don't know where uh, you have a pretty good idea where Yu Chang might start the season as, as the, uh, you know, pencil him as, as a utility guy. But Andres Jimenez is another, you know, commodity that you've got there. Uh, is he your starting second baseman this year? Uh, if, if that's all, if that's all, you know, well and good, uh, I don't know. Uh, what, what do we see as the ceiling for Roquio once he becomes an established major leaguer? Is this a guy who, you know, is, is just a good role player? Is he a good fit or is he somebody who has, uh, you know, that, that next sort of level of,
0: uh, of sort of status? You know, that's a good. That's a really a good question. You know, I guess I don't think he's. You know, I think he's still getting better. You know, so what he he, you know, at at Lake County he hit 386 against left-handers. Then he goes up to Akron, hits 341 against left-handers. At at Lake County he hits 247 with runners in scoring position, and uh, Lake County he hits 375 with runners in scoring position. So this guy, you know, obviously the better the competition, at least, you know, this past season, the better he performed, you know, you can look at his, uh, you know, month by month breakdown, he, 207 in May, 313 in June, 278 in July, 252 in, in August, 338 in September. So, uh, you know, he, he, he's got that, it looks like he's a pretty consistent guy, Joe. Uh, and it, we just, I don't think we've seen a ceiling on him yet. And then he goes to winter ball in Venezuela for La Guara. And he and kills he, it. In, in 17 games, Hits 391. So, yeah. like, you know, this yeah, is and, and,
1: and that's a pretty decent league for, for competition. Well, you know, that's, uh, I, I got to think, when he finally does arrive in Cleveland and gets his feet under him, he's a switch hitter. He's going to be the guy that plays every day. I mean, he's your everyday guy. Uh, once you find a spot for him, I, I I gotta believe that they they're not you know grooming him as a as a guy to sort of move around and and jump around and use that you know versatility and all that. This is a guy that they they someday hope to to plant at shortstop and have him play every day.
0: Yeah, and he's not he's not a real big guy. He's not a physical guy. You know, big no. physical guy. I don't know if he'll you know he's probably not done growing. He's only twenty. You know, so he, he can fill out like Lindor filled out, but he, you know, Lindor wasn't. That big, you know? I mean, well, Lindor
1: Lindor got once the Lindor, yeah. Lindor arrived in the big leagues, he got bigger, he got stronger for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's room for that there. Uh, I would expect, you know, possibly if, if things go well for Rocchio this year, uh, if he goes from double A AA to triple A and has a strong season, you'll probably see him as their uh, probably a, a guy who they would want to play in the futures game. And a guy who they would want to send to the Arizona Fall League, uh, I—that's I, got to be a, you know, two goals for him this year. It would be to, to play in, in both of those settings.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. You know, kind of finish him off. You know, at uh, in the Arizona Fall League, and you know, get him some publicity by going to the the uh, Futures game. You know, uh, I mean. They, they've got a bunch of guys they could send to that futures game. They could field a whole infield, I uh, think. With, so. could,
1: the, the American League would be set at shortstop if they just sent all their guys yeah, for, yeah, uh, yeah. for the futures game there. Yeah, uh, for sure. But, but like you said, that's, that's a way that they get some, some publicity and drum up some buzz for these prospects is, is by putting them in that futures game. It's a national televised thing. And then you know in the fall league, if they tear it up in the fall league, that's where your expectations go from. Okay, this is got this guy is is ready to contribute at the major league level next year.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I just remember seeing uh, uh, Rocio, uh come over and, and play for the big league club in one of the spring training games. I think he hit a double. He had a he hit a home run, and uh, he was just having a great time at shortstop. He looked like you know like a little mighty mite out there. He was just you know just Look. like buzzing around. He was having a blast.
1: Everything that you're describing right now, you know, he came over and just had a, had a lot of fun. And I'm sure Tito loved seeing him and, and loved to, that All that stuff. You're, you're just describing 2014, 2015, Francisco Lindor. That that's, that's what you're, that's what you're telling us right now. So yeah, yeah. Uh, again, way to get the expectations, you know, pumped way up there, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, no, Hey, no pressure, Brian Rocchio. Uh, we just expect you to, to fill the shoes of a, uh, Guy who signed a three hundred forty-one million dollar
0: contract uh, when he left, and, and Joe, this is a kid that really got you know missed the alternate site in two thousand twenty because right. he went home to Venezuela and then he couldn't get out of there. Yeah, that the that, that was a though. whole
1: uh, that was a whole mess of what COVID and travel and you know yeah, Venezuela and, you know, he left
0: spring training early and and then couldn't couldn't come back,
1: and you know the whole country of Venezuela, you know, just being in chaos anyways. So uh, anyhow, uh, all right, well, that's going to wrap it up for today's uh, Cleveland baseball talk podcast. We'll be back at you with another uh, breakdown of another prospect on the 40 man roster tomorrow. Hoinsey, will we'll be in touch. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, Joe.